0: Welcome to Crime with a Side of Fries, where we discuss crime and eat fries from various venues. I'm Brenda.
1: And I'm Caitlin, the hosts of the show. Not only are we laying out the true crime stories of famous criminals, but we also add extra commentary as criminal law university students. This week, we're discussing...
0: Clifford Olson.
1: Let's get into it. Wow.
0: So this week, we are trying Wendy's fries. 10 out of 10 so far.
1: It's new because it has the sea salt and not the regular salt, so it's technically healthier for you.
0: Yeah, technically. Technically. It depends how many you eat.
1: True. I'm going to go with, it is healthy for me because it's sea salt. No more sodium poisoning.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, let's get into it. Clifford Olson, also known as the Beast of British Columbia, was a convicted Canadian serial killer. He confessed to murdering 11 children and young adults between the ages of 9 and 18 in the early 1980s. Olson was tested on the psychopath checklist and scored a 38 out of 40.
1: Starting off on the best <laughs> foot. He kills yeah. children and he's a psychopath.
0: Yup. Perfect, right? So, he was born on January 1st, 1940 in Vancouver, British Columbia. He was one of four children. His parents were named Clifford and Leon- Leona. His dad worked in construction and his mom was a housekeeper. People state that when he was in school, he was a bully and a petty thief who tormented cats and dogs and was bold enough to snatch berries and flowers from people's backyards and try to sell them back to them.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't this that triad that you were talking about, the McDonald yeah. triad? So it's with the um, tormenting the animals? Yeah.
0: Like, torturing them, and then the fires, and the wetting the beds. He's smart
1: enough to try to sell back stuff.
0: (laughs) So, his dad stated that he was always getting into fights at school and getting beaten up. He also said, um, he also told his dad one day, Dad, I'm going to learn to be a boxer. As soon as he did, he began making the rounds of the boys who had beaten him up and evening the score. Maybe that's his trouble, that chip on his shoulder. So...
1: Oh my gosh, he had like some anger-ish. I mean, he got beat up, but yeah, like, so, like, what did you he w- held it in.
0: Yeah, so Olsen's bo- boxing coach, Tommy Yule, had many positive memories of the good boy, who was a runner-up in bronze gloves tournament in 1954 and deemed the most sportsman-like boxer four years later in a golden gloves tournament. Uh, Olsen started skipping class at 10 years old, and in grade 8, he dropped out of school. He lived with his parents until he was sent to jail for break and enter when he was 17. He was known as a loner and a loser. In the following 21 years, he spent them behind bars, racking up more than 90 convictions and seven escapes from custody. His convictions went from obstructing justice, possession of stolen property, possession of firearms, forgery, false pretenses, fraud and rape. Uh, breaking and entering escape from lawful custody and gross indecency So he has a lot and that's just a few that I named off. He had a long list of just crazy
1: What the more heck? than
0: 90 convictions and seven escapes like isn't that crazy By the
1: time you're t- What
0: so it was 21 years he spent in jail when he was 17 so 17 and then add 21.
1: Oh my gosh, so he <clears throat> He was young yeah have that much under his belt by 17 years old and then spending the next 21 years of your life in prison? Mm-hmm. Wow.
0: So he was known as a con artist with a charming but manipulative manner, which can be seen when he took the psychopath checklist and mm-hmm. scored that high. Olson sometimes got early release for good behavior and other times had his sentence extended after escape attempts. Guards and prisoners were antagonized by him. Um, which is kind of weird because shouldn't it be the other way around? The prisoners should be antagonized by the guards, but the guards are like, I'm shaking in my boots when you talk about Olsen. I can't do it. Oh, jeez. So Olsen met his wife, Joanne Hale, who was a short, nervous divorcee with reddish brown hair in February of 1980. They married on May 15th, 1981 in the People's Full Gospel Chapel in Surrey, a month after their son, Stephen, was born. Olsen lived off joanne's divorce settlement and it was known that he abused her as well
1: that's not surprising
0: yeah i mean with a long list of convictions like that i wouldn't be doubt like i wouldn't surprise it
1: i would it (coughs) seems like i expect him to beat his
0: wife exactly so before marrying his wife joanne olsen had already committed three murders on november 17th of 1980 christine weller who was 12 was abducted her body was found more than a month later on christmas day it was obvious that she had been strangled with a belt and stabbed repeatedly On April 16th of 1981, Colleen Marianne Degnault, who was 13, had vanished. Five months later, her body was found. And on April 22nd of 1981, Dereen Todd Johnsrud, who was 16, was abducted and killed. His body was found less than two weeks later. Four days after his wedding, on May 19th, 1981, Sandra Wolfsteiner, who was 16, was murdered. A month later, 13-year-old Ida Anita Court was murdered in June of 1981. So he had a pretty busy year. He married one, two... Or, I mean, he killed two kids before his wedding, then killed one four days later, and then another a month later.
1: Wow. I mean, you... A murder is scum of the earth already, but you have to be even worse than scum of the earth to kill children. Like, they have their whole life ahead of them and just...
0: Absolutely. You take it out of them. Yeah. You take that and from them.
1: As a grown man, I mean he's really going after people who cannot fight back.
0: Yeah. There is exactly. zero
1: chance of them being able to fight against a full grown man who's been to prison and who scares prison guards. Yeah. But he's so like beneath the earth that he goes after children. Like
0: you're going after the most vulnerable, basically. Exactly. So in July of 1981, Olsen went on a killing spree and killed six victims. Simon Partington, who was nine, was abducted, raped, and strangled on July 2nd of 1981. Judy Cosma, who was 14 years old. She was from New Westminster, was raped and strangled a week later. Her body was found on July 25th near Weaver Lake. So these are all just like little, like little kids. Yeah. Like Raymond King II, who was 15, was abducted on July 23rd. He was raped and plunged to death with a hammer. Sigrun Arndt, an 18-year-old German tourist, was raped and bludgeoned two days later. Terry Lynn Carson, who was 15, was raped and strangled on July 27th. Louise Chartrand, who was 17, was the last victim who died on July 30th. So his mode of, like, killing was always just strangling them. Yeah. And he would rape them before and then strangle them after.
1: Yeah. And in the earlier ones, it also said that he had stabbed them or bludgeoned to death. So I... He did a little mix of everything, but that was his mainly The the strangling, and then just the overkill.
0: Yeah. Because it's,
1: you strangle, they're dead, and now you're just, like... Hitting them. Beating them to, not even to death, it's just, like, maiming a dead body at this point. It's way overkill.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: Past strangling them.
0: Exactly. So, the arrest and the plea bargain. This was the most controversial part. Because, just just watch for his plea bargain. Just watch. Or listen, sorry. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Clifford Olson was arrested on August 12th of 1981 on the suspicion of attempting to abduct two girls. Thirteen days later, on August 25th, he was charged with the murder of Judy Cosma. Olson reached a controversial deal with authorities, agreeing to confess to the 11 murders and show the RCMP the location of the bodies of those not yet recovered. In return for this, authorities agreed... That ten thousand dollars for each victim was paid into a trust for his wife Joanne and his then infant son Clifford the Third. Olson's wife received hundred thousand dollars after Olson cooperated with the RCMP. The eleventh body being a quote freebie.
1: What is it? Buy ten <laughs> bodies, get the eleventh free. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yep.
0: Like, he really just... He really scammed the RCMP into doing that.
1: He's like, oh, you haven't found the bodies yet? Well, I'll show you if you give my wife 100 grand. Yep. He basically set his family up for life by killing these children and hiding them so well that he could convince the cops to give them money before And
0: he, he was using... Uh, he his wife was a divorcee right so he was living off her after they like after he was out of jail yeah he was living off her divorce settlement and so now he gets caught and he's like hold up i will tell you where the bodies are if you give my wife ten thousand dollars for each body that i tell you like if i was an officer i'd be like you
1: know what i'll find it myself yeah exactly you don't deserve anything oh you're gonna start asking me for money after you murdered actual children the worst part is, is that they actually
0: gave him money. Yeah,
1: they were like, "Oh, yeah, good deal. A shake on it right now. Yeah, let's, let's write it down." I, I'm so confused. He literally said that he would, and he'd also agree to confess to the the murders as well. I would have been it's like, it's kind of like he's sitting there, like, "I'll say that I did it." And I'll show you where the bodies are. So he's he's. Imagine if all this. Knows. Imagine
0: if all criminals were to do this. Yeah, they're like okay, the government well, would be broke.
1: It oh, definitely. Seriously, would be. if they're just like if they get better hiding spots. Yeah. Like for some reason he managed to hide the bodies of all so these so well. So well, apparently. Like how how well was how were they searching that hard? I who knows? Maybe he did have really good hiding spots. But I mean, I wonder if this was his like kind of plan. He's like eventually I'll get caught it'll just hide the bodies and uh, like we said last uh podcast if you don't have a body you don't really have a case yeah because how are you
0: gonna prove that he's the killer without the dna on the body yeah
1: or a dead body could be like they could just be missing they just ran away how do you know that it's murder and not that the kid's just gone exactly so for him he's like i'll just hide them so when it comes up to the point i can bargain my way into getting my wife and my son a hundred thousand dollars Exactly. That's but, insane.
0: Yeah. These, this guy was just a different breed. So in January of 1982, Olson pleaded guilty to 11 counts of murder and was given as many concurrent life sentences to be served in Canada's Super Maximum Security Special Handling Unit in sainte Anne Des plains Quebec, which houses many of the country's most dangerous criminals. On January 14th of 1982, at Olson's sentencing hearing... The trial judge said, My considered opinion is that you should never be granted parole for the remainder of your days. It would be full-heartedly to let you at large. In That's 1997, smart. Olson was denied parole. He had applied under Canada's Faint Hope Clause, which allowed a parole hearing for convicts who had served at least 15 years.
1: Yeah, basically what that is, is being like, Oh, I've served my time. I feel bad. Like, please... Feel bad for me. I've learned my lesson. I you killed eleven children. I don't feel bad for you. Rot. Exactly. For all I care. <laughs> exactly.
0: So Canadian law allows inmates convicted of first-degree murder to apply for parole after serving a minimum of 25 years. Olson's second parole hearing was on July 18th of 2006 and was also denied. Olsen made many bizarre and false claims. So this was like where it got really weird.
1: It gets more weird. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He claimed that including that the United States had granted him clemency, which is leniency, for providing information about the September 11th attacks and that the hearing had no jurisdiction over him because of
1: that. What? He's like, guys, I have insider information about the Twin Towers. Get me out of prison. What? Exactly. who's, like, who's oh. gonna look at him and be like, y'all Yo, you do really? Yeah. He's been in you been from
0: Vancouver? Yeah. Have information on the other side yeah. of the world. But you've
1: been in prison this whole time. Yeah. You tell me how that works. Yeah. Have you been on phone calls with, uh, the terrorists? I don't know. <laughs> like every day, every day he has his phone call. That's been the terrorists. <laughs> it's been not his with wife. The,
0: what's the guy's name? Bin Laden. Was yeah. It Bin Laden. Yeah. What? Whatever
1: the hell that guy. Yeah. yeah. He was on the phone with him. Name yep. on. Name to name. First name, well, first name basis. Yep. Like, oh, ben. Uh, can I have my um, phone time? Okay, thank you very much. Yep. Hey, Ben, so uh, I understand that you're going to go and you're going to drive the planes, you know. Yeah,
0: Clifford, uh, you shouldn't be calling me on this phone.
1: Yeah, uh, this is recorded, you know. Uh, they it's, call, okay, no, it's okay, it's okay. They—they're they, no scared of me. The they guards are scared of me. Look, I'll bark at this this guard. Hold on, raw. Oh, see, he got scared. You yep. didn't see it, bud. You didn't see it, but he got scared. Yeah,
0: he ran away. Yeah, he's peeing. He is. Yeah. He—he he peed his pants. He's—he's he's done. <laughs> Please believe me.
1: <laughs> I can't see it, but like, who's gonna believe that? Who's gonna believe that he has insider information on the September 11 attacks? And this was in 2006, so you're already five years late. Yeah. He's like, guys, it's okay. I got you. If you let me out, though, I won't say anything. If you don't let me out, like what? So under
0: Canadian law, Olson was then entitled to make a case for parole every two years. He was refused for parole in November of 2010. Again, it is also stated. I remember researching for this, and a lot of his like um, bunk mates in the prison said he was a rat. So they would like tell him things, and he would go and rat on them with the guards
1: because he probably wanted like them he, to gain trust. yeah or again it's the manipulation he manipulated like, them his cellmates to tell him information yeah and, and then th- bring it to the guards in hopes that they'll be like he's good behavior he tells us everything um so we should let him out on parole as if we're gonna let this man out of prison
0: yeah like he was just he would tell he would be like oh yeah like he would be with his bunkmate and his bunkmate would tell him something and then he would go in and rat, and then he would get beat up, but since he was a boxer, like, he was, like, okay. Yeah, he he wasn't severely
1: injured. And he could fight back. He's like, it's okay, fight. I got this. I got this, guys. It's a, it's a plan.
0: <laughs> okay, so then there was the controversy with this guy about the old age security pension. So in March of 2010, the media disclosed that Olson was receiving two federal government benefits from the Canadian government while in prison. <laughs> Like, what? and it totaled to $1, $1,169.47 monthly. Olson was eligible to receive the Canadian Old Age Security Pension because all persons who met residency requirements as to length of time in Canada are eligible to receive the pension at the age of 65. Olson had turned 70 on January 1st of 2010. Olson was also eligible to receive the Guaranteed Income Supplement GIS awarded to pensioners with low income. He's in prison. He's in,
1: of course, he has low income. <laughs> what job does he have? What do you mean? You think he's working at McDonald's outside and coming back at night? Like, no. Exactly. Oh, hey, I'm low income. You want to know why? I'm in prison. Exactly. But we're gonna give you money anyway. And there's people who are working like multiple jobs just to stay alive. And, and this man has a place to he live. Killed he kills people,
0: gets, for God's yeah, sake.
1: He killed young children. He gets three meals a day, and yes, he's in prison and he's rotting. But he also gets money on top of that, on top of the hundred thousand dollars that he received for telling the cops where to of all the, the bodies. B- out of all the people <laughs> what? in
0: prison, he should be the one that's least to get this money. Yeah. Like all the other people that are
1: falsely imprisoned, or give or them this prison. money. Yeah, or in prison for accident, or like could be on purpose, or doing their taxes wrong, tax fraud. They're what? they're in federal prison, but uh, they don't receive. Stuff like this. They they are like they are seen as like f- horrible. Yeah, and then uh, a child murderer, uh, a child rapist and murderer. Sorry, I'm Is to giving myself. is getting
0: almost two thousand a month. Yeah, uh,
1: on and then on top of that, income supplement because he he's low income because yep. he makes nothing because yeah. he's in prison.
0: I hope he makes nothing. Yeah, I uh, hope he gets. I hope he drops a bar, like a bar of soap. Yeah, I really do. Every single day. Yep. <laughs> 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 So uh, the money in question was being held in a trust for Olson, and the Canadian Taxpayers Federation testified before the federal Standing Committee for Human Resources Development to have MPs pass Bill C31, which would terminate pension benefits for prisoners.
1: Why? Why was there even benefits allowed to prisoners? <laughs> My question. I'm so they get more benefits than we do. Yeah, exactly. I'm over here. Uh, Starving student, but the prisoners, they, they've got a trust fund with money just being collected into it by like, the uh, government. The government's like, yep, you're in prison, which the taxpayers are paying for, and also the taxpayers are paying for money for you when you get out. Exactly. You'll have a hundred thousand waiting, you know, it's fine. It's, fine. A, it's okay.
0: So the organization presented the government with forty six thousand petition signatures requesting that Olsen no longer receive the benefits. Where's the papers? I'll sign right now. <laughs> On June 1st, 2010, the government moved to terminate Olson's payments, calling the fact that he had been receiving them from outrageous and offensive. In September 2010, Olson sent one of his old-age security checks to his son, media reporter, with a note asking him to forward the check to Harper's campaign for re-election.
1: Why? What? Yeah,
0: for Stephen Harper's campaign for re-election. Why would
1: they? Why would he want to re-elect Harper if? Harper's trying to get rid of that, or did I get No, this Harper, wrong?
0: Harper was trying to get rid of that.
1: So, if Harper's trying to get rid of his pension plan to him, why would he want to re-elect Maybe Harper? it's part of
0: his manipulation yeah. tactics. He's like,
1: he goes, oh, yeah, Harper thinks he's getting me? No, nope, actually, see this money that I got from him earlier? Yeah, I'll re-elect this man. It's exactly. like, what? Harper was one of the main ones that was one of the ones that were hard on crime. hmm That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So the death. In September of 2011, media reports indicated that Olsen had terminal cancer and had been transferred to a hospital in Laval, Quebec. He died on September 30th of 2011 at the age of 71.
1: Goodbye. Good riddance. What? <laughs> I'm so confused this whole this is a roller coaster of emotions. First, he rapes and murders children. Yeah. And then he is a is awarded money for giving up where he hid the bodies. And I know he specifically didn't get it, but it went to his family. Mm-hmm. And you also, like, can't tell me that I, his family didn't really know. There had to have been something. They had to have known to an extent. And then, and then he gets more money while he's in prison through the Canadian Pension Plan and a supplement for low income, which really boggles my mind there as well. And now he's dead like what a
0: life exactly um so it says here in one of the websites that we get some of the uh, information from it says no one can dispute that there is a secret economy to the canadian judicial system a subterranean marketplace where lawyers and prosecutors haggle over charges plea bargains and guarantees of immunity there is a cardinal rule however in all such bargains the criminal should never be allowed to profit crime should not pay Williams and the police should not allow Olson to directly receive the money that would be too great an outrage and that was about when they were discussing the $100,000 yeah so Olson then stated that he was wanted the money to be distributed so some would pay their fees like his like lawyers and stuff yeah. some would go to his parents and he wanted to make sure that his like kid because he had mm-hmm. just had his kid and uh, his wife or girlfriend or yeah his wife, his wife joanne were looked after and he suggested his lawyer write a book about the case called kiss daddy goodbye and then after the legal paperwork was signed um the money was then placed on the coffee table and given to the lawyer to distribute
1: oh my gosh it's like exactly we shouldn't have crime should not pay and you should never you should never have, the have option that shouldn't have been an option that should
0: never be a plea bargain like hey no. i'm going to let you go for like i'm going to let you give me 10 grand if i tell you per body per body yeah so like, the
1: second that you decide to stop because then that money, just
0: that that allows for all the other prisoners that are in jail to just come out and be like hey you know what you know that conviction that you were trying to get me for I'll tell you right now if you give me 10 grand.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's like... We shouldn't be able to bargain money distribution to family members or um, covering the cost of your uh, legal fees or anything of that sort. Because the second that that starts, which was here, it that just sets a precedent for other criminals to do that. And it's not like once they, they just like, they did this and then he didn't bring himself forward, he got caught. Um, But they didn't have enough evidence on him to get him on all 11. So he was like, I'll show you where all the bodies are on these specific stipulations. He should not have been able to give those stipulations. And they shouldn't have been allowed through. Like, that should not have been a plea bargain.
0: Yeah, like the, uh, it says here, the decision was not an easy one for me or for the RCMP to make, Williams said. It is the practice for monies to be... for monies to be extended in a variety of ways to obtain information to protect witnesses sometimes to protect others who may be associated with crime this matter is an extension of that principle one that i didn't expect to be see repeated the crimes were so horrible they should not be revealed it adds nothing to dwell on details of that kind the father of raymond king Mm -hmm. he actually said there shouldn't be any money paid to that creep the guy who killed my daughter takes $100,000 from the government. It's ridiculous. You call that justice? That's salt in the wounds for us. Yeah. Which is true because now these parents are having to deal with the legal fees and having to deal with their, like, children yeah,
1: the, dying. The trauma of their children passing.
0: And they're seeing their, like, what What are they seeing? The, the biggest
1: nightmare coming true. Yeah. If not only is... and. He had already went to prison when he was 17 years old for 21 years. He was not scared to go to prison. There's no way. He already knew what it was like. He's already lived it for basically his entire life. He's only out of prison for a couple years Mm -hmm. for his childhood, and then throughout a couple years once he was let go um, after the after being in there for 21 years. Mm -hmm. He basically spent his entirety of his life doing crime. and and committing crimes
0: so i don't get how you can like tell yourself it's okay for me to give him a hundred thousand dollars
1: because it's proven that he is um a psychopath and he is a criminal and it's not just these crimes that he's committed he's he's committed a long list of different crimes Mm -hmm. and just rape and murder of young children would obviously tops all of them But he clearly has zero remorse for anything he's ever done in his life. So, the fact that he had gotten them to pay him for the crimes that he committed, the worst crimes that anybody could ever commit, Mm -hmm. is horrible and like just ridiculous. There's a
0: statement that his wife said, and she says, I think that the money was given to me in good faith. I don't have a guilty conscience. I can look myself in the mirror and say, you're a good person, don't be ashamed.
1: I would have... If I were her, all of that money would have gone to the families.
0: Yeah, 100%. I would
1: not have kept the money. I don't understand
0: how she can say that.
1: Yeah. Good faith. Good faith. You give the money to those families. You have a son, and you should know how it would feel to lose your son. So, I... I, If I were her, and I truly didn't know... Because that also makes it sound like... Oh, she
0: she said... When she was um, getting interviewed, she pulled... Well, I don't want to say pulled the victim card, but she did say... I was abused by him. I am a victim, too. Mm-hmm. So it kind of puts them in a position where it's like, do we want to, like, prosecute her, too, if she...
1: No, Like, because, because
0: they don't know if she would have been involved or if yeah. she would have known. Like, yeah. what if he came home and he was bloody?
1: Even, even if she didn't know exactly, she knew how bad of a man he was because he beat her. And maybe she thinks that this money given to her and her son is kind of like a sorry for beating you type of thing <laughs> but dollars exactly but that doesn't that doesn't reach the amount of pain and suffering that the families of those children are dealing with oh yeah a hundred percent that money should have been split up and that 10 grand should have been given to each and every one of those 11 picked up yeah if she really felt remorse for them and she really wanted a clean conscience that money should have been distributed to those poor children and that I think would have made more sense and it would have um, actually rectified some of it not obviously not all of it but kind of helped the situation in a sense
0: yeah so this is her statement on Clifford Olson so she said he's a real charmer He has a way with words, and I've yet to see a woman that hasn't been attracted to him. I don't know what it is, really. I'd like to say it was his brown eyes, but it couldn't have been that. It was something I thought I needed. I needed that companionship, I thought. And I needed someone to protect me from my husband, because he was coming around and bothering me, and Clifford seemed the perfect solution.
1: So, she she, was just... Yeah.
0: She really put herself in a situation where it was, like... Like, just not the best. And then... She then stated about her three year old son. She said, It's really strange. He knows who his father is. He picked it from picked it on from the TV. I just can't believe it. I just explained it to him that his dad was a bad person and he was to spend the rest of his life in jail and that we were never going to see him and he accepted that. Whether he will later on, I don't know.
1: She better just make sure that he doesn't have the same genes as his father. Yeah, because- like because if he does by the sounds of it and he also scored a 38 out of 40 on the psychopath test and by her saying he has a way with words he can convince you and all this other stuff and maybe that's how he weaseled his way in getting a hundred thousand um, dollars by sweet talking the investigators or something like that you know yeah it's just like
0: he's not a good looking guy either to be honest
1: and uh, have you seen his picture are. i don't <laughs> no, I have not.
0: <laughs> he's not a... He looks like the average again, guy. Average, yeah. Like, he's a Generic, bit... boring. ...bigger type of guy, but... Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, here. Let me see. Do you want to describe him?
1: Um. So he's got quite the round face. He's got, like, messy hair. You're right, he's, like, has a bigger build. And, yeah. it, like, again, like, this man, he seems... Like, he could take on... He looks kind of
0: scary once he's older. Older,
1: yeah. But he could take on a full-grown person, and yet he goes after young children.
0: It's the weakness. It's the weakness. It -hmm. definitely is.
1: It's the feeling of, I can overpower you, as when he was a kid, and he was getting beat up. Yeah. Now, he's like, well, I want to be the overpowering one. You have no chance of beating me up, because I'm huge, and you're an actual child.
0: Exactly. He claimed to have murdered as many as 30 others, but there was never, like, any anything to substantiate these, like, claims. And, um, investigators, like, he would leave investigators on, like, a wild goose chase just for these, like, because he would tell them, yeah, like, I murdered this person or whatever. And they would go mm-hmm. realize that he was just lying.
1: He just found it
0: fun. It's, do you remember a couple episodes ago when we were, like, saying how yeah, that's what serial killers their do? Ego. Their yeah. ego. They have to, like, have that.
1: They're like, oh, now that I'm not getting, um, pra- not praise, but attention for those how uh, 11 children that I killed because it's past and my trial is over, and all this other stuff. How do I spark up more attention? Oh, I'm just gonna tell them that I killed all these other people when I didn't.
0: Yeah, so also, this one's gonna just make you feel.
1: I, I don't know if I can um, feel any more upset. So,
0: Olson sent venomous, vulgar greeting cards to parents, crowing about his brutality to their children. He sent pornographic letters to the members of parliament after receiving the money.
1: Seriously? Yeah. If anybody heard my cat in the background, <laughs> same reaction. I am shocked. Are you? Oh my god. Like for real. That makes me so upset. He sent
0: them notes. Like he sent them letters about the how he, about how he killed their kids.
1: Oh my god.
0: And then he managed to send pornographic letters to members of parliament.
1: I my blood is boiling
0: if i was the members of parliament i would have been like okay thank you give me that back yeah
1: exactly the you know what of- go
0: to solitary confinement for me please
1: like no kidding and i mean, I know he was on in like um what is it the the highest
0: yeah, yeah. the highest one in quebec i believe it was um what is it called A uh,
1: super maximum security hmm for uh, the special handling unit yeah and he because
0: he was manipulative
1: yeah and so yeah, you have they, to know they how still to deal got away and if they knew he was this manipulative how did he get away with so much and then he sent those pictures the pornographic <laughs> pictures to parliament somehow he managed to send them i how
0: well they probably Honestly, I was going to say, they probably had internet, like, those...
1: And they just, like... No, yeah, he but don't...
0: he definitely didn't and back in that time. And he
1: still managed after he sends those those to get the old age security pension and the income supplement.
0: Like, please tell me who's in charge of that. Please like, tell me, because if not, if not, like, we could probably get away with anything at this point. Like, oh, we
1: really could. Just like...
0: kidding to the FBI exactly. agent listening. We're just <laughs> making jokes.
1: Big jokes, big jokes. Big I jokes. Know, we're not committing tax fraud. We are
0: law students. We don't do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... But like, even when you're doing it, is there an address that you have to put where you live, you, Oh, I live
0: at the, at, uh, you know that um, the, the jail over there. Yeah, person? that's mine over there. Yeah, cell yeah. uh, uh, p- two, cell two A. Two A. Yeah,
1: 2A. <laughs> 2A. yeah um, my buddy.
0: Yeah, he lives with my, me too. Serial so rapist.
1: Exactly. The two of us, uh, best buds, except <laughs> for when I ratted him out for sneaking drugs in here, and then. Uh, later on that day I got beat up, but it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I'm trying to gain the trust to get out of prison.
0: <laughs> so, um, Stanley Sem-Wu, Sem a top forensic psychiatrist, he was the one in charge of interviewing Olsen at length in prison. Like, he spent a long, like, a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. So this is what he had to say about him. <laughs> he can kill, not out of anger or bitterness, but in a light-hearted way as a sport. Um, This is what he said at the Judicial Review when they were talking about Olsen's early uh, parole and then he stated He doesn't even grasp the enormity or the horror of what he has done. His is a personality which is devoted to exploiting and harming other people in his own interests He's a master manipulator and a heterosexual pedophile sexual necrophilia and sexual sadism That is what he described as what he, like what Olsen's like would specialize like what he's like yeah. specialty is. Um he would always boast about his boost or boasted?
1: Yeah, boast. He just basically like gloating. Yeah, he
0: would gloat about his murders to anyone that would give him like, an ear to listen to. But he was also described as antisocial but had a narcissistic psychopathic behavior.
1: Clearly, Yeah. The fact that he had stated... Um, and
0: he... Sorry. He okay. also described with delight his sexual assaults of 30 to 40 children of both sexes aged 5 to 10, as well as up to 100 young people aged 16 to 18. Olson said he became addicted to murder and had an incredible, incredibly morbid fascination with how children went through the process of dying. Seeing the death process was something he took substantial pleasure in. His claims of remorse are completely hollow. In fact, he says he deserves substantial credit from the families because of the fact he was so magnanimously helped to locate the bodies. He used the World War II as an analogue, he said. We're friendly with the Germans and the Japanese now. Let's get over this, too. Let's not make such a big deal out of this.
1: I am speechless. Yeah,
0: he then said... The killings have, in fact, been a plus in his life. He went essentially from a nobody to, in his own words, a somebody. It put him on the map. In his own eyes, he had a celebrity status. He scored a 38 out of 40 on the checklist, a clinical scale that rates psychopaths. It was the highest score Samaru had ever given to any of the hundreds of murderers, psychopaths, and sexual offenders he had studied. I found his description to be quite nauseating compared to other cases I'd been involved in. And, uh, concluded with, he's very pleased with the way he is right now.
1: I'm nauseated. Like, oh my gosh. the it, I, Like, this just shows, the, like, the amount of,
0: like, gears that a brain has. Like, there's so many people that just don't have that empathy or that like
1: he not not only didn't have any empathy or any feeling he took pride in what he did as if like as if he was a trophy yeah and the psychologist stated was he treated the murders and rapes as a sport as a sport like how do you how is a person so It's not even a human at that point to me that's a monster yeah it's going after and he was fascinated ah it's too many things fascinated by the way the children died that sentence alone is (laughs) chilling and makes me sick
0: yeah like he was he thought of himself as a celebrity because of how much attention he was getting because he killed these little children
1: and, like, too, how he killed them um, by strangling, that's, that's like a- so personal. And, again, and that, that makes sense when he says that he was fascinated by the way that they died. He was that close. He could feel every breath they took. He could see the life draining out of their eyes, and he, like, the pulse slowly stopping. Like, that's how close you are when you're strangling a person. Mm-hmm. And then after he strangles them, he just beats the living shit out of them.
0: And then it also said he was a necrophiliac.
1: Yeah, so which is to have sex, sex with, with the dead happened. body. Ugh, so gross. They say that necrophiliacs ex- they tend to go back to the body. Yeah, that's what later.
0: that's what Ted Bundy actually used to do. Yeah, and that's what actually a, he a gave of, he yeah. gave to the FBI when they were just starting their FBI profiles. He told them like mm. I used to go back. So these Check, people yeah. will probably we, go back yeah
1: if you find the body wait a day mm-hmm. observe the body for a day and, and i'm pretty sure that's
0: how they found a lot of them yeah it
1: was because they would they would find the dead bodies and then they'd be like hold on guys like wait one day and then they would catch them because the serial killers would come back a day later and have sex with the dead body mm-hmm. and then that's how they would know that, that was serial killer and then they caught them and I, I would not be surprised if that is what olsen did yeah to these poor children
0: yeah so um just like many serial killers and psychopaths they always have like that traumatic event when they're a child or that traumatic childhood in general yeah that leads them to become the person they are today well there's no traumatic event
1: also it's just bullied everybody was bullied elementary yeah
0: there was nothing like his parents
1: you were bullied we were all bullied am i gonna kill children No. no
0: His parents became, like, inert to the regular visits from police and, like, the shame of the newspaper reports about their son's, like, behavior. Because mm-hmm. he was put in, like, he was always in oh, trouble. Yeah. Always. Uh, they tried to help him when they could, but had long given up hope by rehabilitating him. And that just, we can see where that ended. It
1: seemed like they gave birth to the Antichrist. I... Oh, this whole podcast just shivers, goosebumps. I'm not a fan
0: yeah so uh, this puts it into perspective he had only been free for exactly 1501 days from the time he was 17 until he got arrested again so he was in jail so 17 to 21 Mm -hmm. like from seven the age of 17 he went to jail for 21 years Mm -hmm. comes out for only 1501 days and he caused how many 11 children's lives
1: so he was—he was, he was only—he's was only out of prison for four years. So yeah. We put it into years, he was out of prison for the length that we all went to high school. Yeah. And within that four years, he killed eleven children. Yep. Brutally killed and raped eleven children. Yep. I—I I want to just emphasize that because I feel like if we just say murder, and we don't bring in children or rape, he did everything that is the worst in a human being could ever do. It's, it's attack a child, rape a child, murder a child, all of it, all three. Like, that is horrible, ha- I'm out of words. Yeah. I'm not out of words.
0: Yeah, so a lot of people would write him letters to see what he, like a lot of like psychiatrists and yeah. psychologists were interested in this.
1: I mean, I would be too, but geez.
0: So, um a lot of people would say unlike other mental illnesses his aberration does not manifest itself in his manipulation of language or information his reasoning was impeccable there were no clues to indicate madness as people understand it either in a legal or a normal medical sense of the word olsen could quote a length from um texts engage in sophisticated verbal debates and even cite chapter and verse of the criminal code so he was a smart guy
1: yeah and that's what they say too. Is a lot of times psychopaths or sociopaths are extremely smart, mm-hmm. like oh, super smart. It, it's kind of it's kind uh, of scary how smart they are because yeah. their brains just retain so much information. And I think that's how they can manipulate. Is yeah, they can they can understand how people react to certain things and and how to smooth talk a person so well because they're just so smart mm-hmm. that they can run circles around you, mm-hmm. and it's scary. So like. You could choose to to take that smartness and use it for good and then you can choose to take that smartness and And use it for bad be a psychopath like this man
0: exactly and they said that also when you would review what he did with him like when you would talk to him about what he did yeah he would visibly get mad and just shut down like just get mad and then go
1: it's kind of like he was internally combusting yeah so
0: he was like getting like the guilt was coming over him basically oh
1: okay yeah and then he would just like completely shut out that emotion so he had he had a little bit there was a spark of it but he would just block that whole part of him out and it's probably because of this god complex I'm amazing all these people are watching me um, because like I have all these eyes on me finally yeah so why would I want to change that about myself Because then no one will notice me if I'm not this.
0: Exactly. And it even says here, um, he may even have been born with a biological defect that left him unable to feel or appreciate what is truly important in life. He mimicked emotion as if he were a human chameleon. The root of the trouble wasn't hereditary, nor does it appear linked to upbringing. It remains an enigma. So they still, like, to this day, they don't really know what caused it. (laughs) But
1: Not human.
0: Yeah. Wow. So, uh,
1: is, he, that, is that all for this story? I
0: that's basically all. Kind
1: of. I stopped eating fries after a bit. I just got so uncomfortable with this, with what he did. I just couldn't. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I had some before. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can talk about the fries. They were great. I love Wendy's. So Wendy's
0: fries are the best. They always are. Yeah. That's it's all that matters. Wendy's fries are probably, honestly, on my list before or after no no before mcdonald's fries yeah yeah i
1: like mcdonald's fries but like we'll get maybe we'll do mcdonald's next week maybe all right we should we should hit up some small businesses though you know support them during this time of lockdown yeah we'll we'll look for some small businesses yeah anyway that was clifford olson on crime with the side of fries thank you for watching listening